Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Saturday Mailbag Show, KBS Listener's Lounge, coming to you from Seoul, the capital of South Korea. It's Saturday, October 15th, 2016, and as always, we've got the latest listeners' letters, messages, and reports we receive from you coming right up. So please stay tuned. I'm Emily Jennings. And I'm Kim ji We'll be right back. Hello, Gian. How are Hi, you today? Emily. I am doing great, but I'm, I guess I'm always happy that it's the weekend it when is. we're in, uh, in the studio for Listener's Lounge. No, your face always brings the weekend. So That's it's a nice, a great way to think of it. <laughs> and of course, this weekend is going to be even more exciting than usual. That's right. K pop Connection will be having an open stage event tomorrow or Sunday, October 16th, starting 1 p.m. Korea time. Are you going to be there? Yes, I will be there to cheer on our team and to enjoy the broadcast as well. I have to say, I really love outdoor events and the atmosphere that comes with it. So it's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to be there too, right? Um, of course, I'll be there for sure to catch the awesome K-pop performances. <laughs> and uh, I'm also looking forward to the Town Global Village Festival. Yeah, that's right. That's actually happening today and tomorrow. Right. So that'll be something fun to check out after the K-pop Connection mm-hmm. broadcast. And for those of you who may not know... Tomorrow will be the special K-Pop Connection broadcast, and it's taking place, of course, in Itaewon, which is a very unique and lively neighborhood in Seoul. Right. The term global village really suits Itaewon because you're sure to run into people from all sorts of cultures when you're walking down the street in Itaewon. Yeah, and you can find all different kinds of multicultural restaurants there, too. Right, so there's Japanese, there's Chinese, Thai, Vietnamese, American, of course, Canadian burger places, actually, <laughs> Mexican taco places, Indian, uh, Indian, Indian cuisine, oh, me too. Turkish food, Pakistani food. I've actually had Pakistani mm-hmm. food there before. Greek, Spanish, of course, Italian. Italian's everywhere, but still. Yeah. Um, Irish pubs. There are a lot of Irish pubs in Italy. Yep. <laughs> and uh, even French and German restaurants. And those are just the uh, different restaurants I've personally been to yeah, within Itaewon. Mediterranean I... and right. uh, Egyptian places too. Oh, Egyptian, yes, of course. And these are just, you know, coming on, you know, on top of our heads. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just all in one alley. It's I awesome. know. Mm. It's great. You just walk 10 minutes down the street and you can find all these different places. And I also heard that the Global Village Festival will feature a world food zone. So maybe you can taste all the food from around the world there this weekend. Yeah, and to be honest, that's actually my alternative motive for going to the K-pop Connection in Taiwan event. Don't tell Angie or Young, but (laughs) (laughs) I do feel slightly bad, though, for being so excited for the whole thing when so many of our listeners aren't able to be there. That's true. But even though our listeners overseas can't be anything on tomorrow, they will be able to watch the whole thing live on YouTube, so don't feel too bad. That is true. The K-pop Connection in Taiwan will be streamed live on YouTube tomorrow starting at 1 p.m. Korea time, which is actually 0500 RUTC. So check it out at www.youtube.com slash kbsworld. And you'll be able to leave comments or feedback on the page as well, so drop by and say hello. 
This is the first time that KBS World Radio will be hosting a YouTube live stream. So we're crossing our fingers that everything will go smoothly mm-hmm. so that we'll be able to do it more often. Yeah. So once again, please go to our YouTube page. It's youtube.com forward slash KBS World. And that will be at 0500 UTC on Sunday, October 16th, so that you can be part of K-pop Connection in Itaewon, wherever you are in the world. Oh, but if you are in Seoul or if you plan to be here tomorrow, drop by Taewon and enjoy the show. And of course, say hi to us if you yes. if you can recognize us. Yeah, do. <laughs> Try to spot us. Guess which ones we are and come and say hi. <laughs> yeah, and that will be again 1 p.m. Korea time. And if neither of those work out for you, don't worry. You'll be able to catch the show later on in the month during a regular KPC time slot. Or you can check it out on our website very soon. In the meantime, though, we'll be right back with this week's letters and reports after a quick break. So don't go away. You're listening to KBS Listener's Lounge on KBS World Radio. It's time now for us to take a look at the listener letters and reception reports. As usual, we've received some lovely handwritten, typed-up, emailed comments, letters and reception reports from you, our listeners. And we'll share some of those with you on this program. Well, once again, we would like to thank everyone who sent us recession reports for the six test transmissions that were carried out last week. Needless to say, they were immensely helpful for us to see which frequencies fared better in which part of the world. We have since relayed the report to the technical team, and it won't be long before they decide on a new frequency and time for the B-16 season. And of course, we'll let you know the new frequency as soon as we know. Due to time constraints on this program, though, we won't be sharing the test transmission recession reports on Listener's Lounge, but you should receive your QSL cards for the test transmissions very soon. Once again, thank you. And now going back to the usual drill, we'll start with a handwritten reception report from our loyal Canadian listener, Roger R. Roussel. Roger tuned into KBS World Radio on September 18th from 1300 to 1340 hours UTC on 15.575 megahertz. His devices included a Grundig satellite 800 receiver and a 25 meter long outdoor antenna. He rated the Simpo 45444, so overall it was quite good. And he gave us lots of details on what he could hear, which included the news and songs from KPI. He also noted that it was the fall harvest period, and this was reflected in the songs of the day and of course it was September 18th which was the Sunday after Chuseok. Now Roger not only put a lovely hologram sticker of the Canadian flag on the envelope but he also enclosed a sticker set and some pages of a notepad so thank you very much for those lovely gifts and we are looking forward to making use of them here. Mm-hmm. It was great to hear that 15.575 megahertz was heard in good condition for Roger in Canada. But unfortunately, the conditions remain unchanged for our U.S. monitor, Russell Summers. 
Rivers. Tuning in to 15.575 MHz at 1300 UTC with the Yacht Boy YB400PE receiver with the telescopic antenna on October 8th. Russell rated the simple 15351. So the signal was weak and overall the merit was very poor. This is even more disheartening because I know the conditions improved to a fair level in late September. But regardless, as always, thank you, Russell, for your dedication. Now, up next, we have several reports on our 2200-hour UTC broadcast on 11.810 megahertz. Not only from Europe, but from South America as well. And we're going to start off with the reports by our Italian monitor, Giorgio Romanin, who sends us his logs on the frequency regularly. Most recently, Giorgio sent us his logs for last week when he tuned into us on October 4th and 8th. He used an ICOM IC. 75 receiver with a Wyndham antenna and rated the simple 24332 for both days. Now the conditions seem to have remained similar throughout the past several weeks and of course thank you Giorgio, your QSL cards will be on their way very soon so thank you for all those details and we also received a reception report on the same frequency from another Italian listener, this time it was Dario Gabarelli and he wrote, Dear friends of KBS Radio Korea, my name is Dario Gabrielli, and I'm a boy of 51 years of age that lives in a village situated in the north of Italy near Padova and Venice. The place's name is Dolo. With pleasure, on September 27, 2016, I listened to your broadcast in English language at 22.20 to 22.30 UTC or GMT time on the frequency of 11.810 MHz. So I thought to send you this email, the reception report of your broadcast in MP3 format. I hope you like receiving them. The simple code was 2 across the board and I listened with a 4-band radio D. Vision 1128H with indoor telescopic antenna. Well, thank you, Dario, for your report and the MP3 recording. We do indeed like receiving them, and we did take a listen to your file. And it was actually extremely fuzzy, I guess. Uh, now we know for sure what two across the board means. By the way, we love that you are a boy of 51 yes. <laughs> years of age. Don't mind me, uh, but I think I'll steal your idea the next time I have to reveal my age somewhere. I'll say the, I'm a girl yeah. of whatever age. You keeping that a secret? Uh, why not? <laughs> now your QSL card will get to you soon, Dario. Thank and you I again. I have to say, I actually Googled Dolo. Have you ever Googled Dolo? I actually had the last time Dario oh, yeah? emailed. Yeah. Isn't it beautiful? It is. Wow. One of the best things about working on this show is that you can find out about all these small towns around the world. Mm-hmm. And now they're places that are on your go-to list. There's so many, so many places, so many places and the list is getting long every day. Anyway, as Emily mentioned earlier, the broadcast on 11.810 megahertz was picked up in South America as well. Listener Jorge Andres Juniga of Santiago, Chile, sent us an email to tell us that he heard us on 11.810 megahertz between 2200 and 2300 hours UTC on September 30th. He used an Akita R9803 receiver with a 7-meter long wire antenna and rated the Simpo 32232. Jorge also sent us a recording of the program, and yes, again, there were lots of noises and crackles. But thank you, Jorge, for your report, and we'll be sending you a QSL card shortly.
Meanwhile, in Sao Paulo, Brazil, listener Alec Costa Oliveira tuned into us on 11.810 megahertz on October 9th at 22.50 hours UTC. He listened to K-pop Interactive using a Yesu FRG7700 receiver and a long wire antenna. Now, he didn't actually give us too much detail, but rated the simple 35422. So I guess the signal was a little bit stronger, but overall the condition was still quite poor and of course Alex you will get your QSL very soon we also heard from listener Kenzie Nishida of Hiroshima Japan Kenzie did not specify his devices but said that he listened to us on 11.810 megahertz from 2200 to 2230 hours UTC on October 11th and rated the Simpo 3 across the board so it looks like our broadcast meant for Europe was heard rather poorly in both Europe and South America, but it fared slightly better in Japan. Maybe it's the proximity, mm-hmm. but I guess we'll never know. Anyway, thank you very much, Kenzie, and we'll send you a QSL card very soon. Now, staying in Japan, we received a big pile of letters again from our monitor, Fumito Hokomura. So we will make sure to share some of those on the program, but we might not have time to fit them all in. Now, one of them was actually dated April 11th, 2015, and Fumito wrote on a separate sheet of paper that he forgot to send it to us earlier. Well, better late than never. And the rest of the letters were mostly dated for September of this year, and the the most recent one was from September 23rd. On this day, Fumito tuned into us between 0211 to 0300 hours UTC on 9.580 MHz using a Pro S800N receiver with a rod antenna. The Simpro rating given was 45333 and he also wrote, When do the leaves start to turn red and mount Surak? And when do you start using the heating in Korea? And finally, he said, My birthday is October 15th. More and more white hair on my head. Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Fumito. We wish we'd known your birthday at the beginning of the month so that we could have given you a regular shout out along with the others. But I'm still glad that we actually get to wish you a happy birthday on your birthday, too. And incidentally, today is actually producer Unji Kim's birthday as well. So happy birthday to both of you. And what's a little bit of white in your hair? That just shows that you've had a fantastic life and all the white is representing wonderful memories. That's right. Well said. (laughs) Well, I hope you're having a wonderful day, Fumito. Now, as for the leaves turning red, according to reports, trees in Mount Sorak have already begun to turn their color in late September. I think they said like maybe September 26th-ish. That's when um, apparently they measure or they decide when the colors are turning when a certain mountain's or 20% of a certain mountain starts turn red. So by September 26, 20% of Mount Sorak was already red or orange. Wow. Yep. And uh, they said it's going to, the colors will peak uh, around sometime early next week. And uh, I guess the leaves will start falling. So now is the time to get out and see those, or at least within the next 10 days. That's right. That's right. But of course, that's Mount Sorak, which turns red uh, Mm -hmm. the earliest in the country. Um, Actually, uh, I think the red 
color starts to seep out in the trees uh, when the temperature drops below 5 degrees Celsius. Mm. And there's already been reports of frost and first snow in wow. Mount Sorak. So that's not surprising at all that they're already uh, turning red. In other parts of the country, though, the leaves are just beginning to turn red. And um, Mount Hala on Jeju Island is expected to begin its transformation tomorrow, they say. Mm. The heater. Now, I haven't turned mine on yet, but I have recently started to wear thicker PJs. Yes, me too. I was wearing shorts, Mm -hmm. and now I'm wearing uh, long pajamas. I'm not quite at the fluffy ones yet. That will be December. Right. I'm not (laughs) into the fluffy ones yet either, but from short sleeves to long sleeves. Mm -hmm. And both Emily and I got dogs as heaters. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're so warm. warm. (laughs) Anyway, it does get quite chilly in the early mornings though so maybe I should think about turning on the heater sometime soon. It is indeed getting harder to get out from under the blankets in the morning for me anyway. This is just the beginning. I'm finding it still okay Mm because you know it's kind of not too dark in the morning mm. but come december january that yeah. is gonna be tough i'm gonna have to get out my thick duvet too <laughs> anyway happy birthday again fumito and Yay, thank happy you birthday, thank fumito. you very much for your reports as always we'll send you the qsl cards very soon too we also recently received a postcard from listener osamu ishisawa of japan and on the postcard he wrote that he heard us on september 18th on 9.580 megahertz between 0200 and 0220 hours utc but it looks like he forgot to mention the listening conditions. So he didn't either mention the simple rating on the card. And both of those are really important. So if you're listening, please remember to give us a simple rating because we really do need the simple to process and send out QSL cards. Now, here's one more from Japan. Listener Toshia Nishimura sent us an email after listening to us on 9.580 megahertz from 0200 to 0258 hours UTC on September 19th. He used a Sony Radio ICF7600GR receiver with a Sony AN12 vertical antenna and wrote that the simple started out at 45444 but dropped to 35333. He gave us lots of details of the programs he heard and also commented. I was able to hear your broadcast leisurely thanks to the public holiday today. It is easy to hear at this time. It is regrettable, though, that I cannot tune in at this time on weekdays. I would be pleased if I could get another kind of QSL card, such as an old card. Thank you for your consideration. Well, we're not sure if we have any old cards left, but we have left a note for Yuna, and hopefully she'll be able to find something somewhat old in our collection. And it really is regrettable that our broadcast schedules don't agree with yours. But as you know, we are crossing our fingers to get a new slot come B16 season, and we will send you out a new schedule as soon as we have them as well. Hopefully that will work out a little bit better for you. Now, turning over to another handwritten reception report. This time, it's by our UK monitor, Grant Skinner. The report was for September 6th, when he tuned in to us at 9.515 megahertz from 1605 UTC. He used a Grundig Yacht Boy 400 receiver with an extendable rod antenna and rated the Simpo 25352. He said that the broadcast quality was degraded by electrical noise, which sounded like loud crackles and waves. And after sharing a detailed account of what he could hear, Grant wrote, I look forward to receiving your QSL card when it comes. It is always good to hear from you. And I look forward to many more correspondence and broadcasts in the years to come. 
Well, thank you very much for your kind words, Grant. And we, too, always look forward to your letters. And he also enclosed an instant Korean ginseng tea packet, empty Mm -hmm. packet, in the letter. He explained that his sister had found it in a health food shop, and uh, he thought, the taste wasn't too bad. Good, because it's quite strong. I'm not sure how yeah, I feel about it. I am not a fan. I couldn't stand <laughs> the smell of ginseng since I was little. So really? I have yet to give ginseng tea a try, actually. I, yeah, it's pungent. <laughs> and, I, you know, I'm just not in a hurry to try it out yet. But um, it was very touching because it showed us that uh, Grant thinks of us when he sees something Korean or something regarding Korea in his neighborhood. Or I guess, well, in this case, um, brought to him by his sister. Well, thank you very much, Grant. Yeah, thank you, Grant, and to your sister as well for always keeping us in mind. And actually, my sister sent me a photograph. Uh, I was just mentioning mm-hmm. it to Jian earlier. My sister sent me a photo of a Korean beauty section in a small shop in my small town of Sligo. So it's just amazing to see how popular mm-hmm. all things Korean are around the world now, and particularly in the UK and Ireland, where they weren't as famous as they were in North America. Right. So it's well, a big change. Maybe you and your sister started a trend in that town. I know, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I should be getting profit from these <laughs> sales. But anyway, we have another report on 9.515 megahertz, and it's from our monitor, Muhammad Shaman S. of India, who sends us regular emails with reception reports, mostly on 9 9.515 megahertz or 9.640 megahertz and the latest of these emailed reports was on 9.515 megahertz he listened to the 1600 hour UTC broadcast on October 3rd using a Grundig Yacht Boy 80 receiver and a 20 meter long wire aerial antenna he read he rated the simple four across the board and as such he was able to provide a lot of details on the day's program so thank you Mohammed for that and for your email reports and of course your dedication and the dedication from all of our fantastic Mm -hmm. listeners. I'm afraid that's all the time we have for this segment today but of course we've got uh, the Listener's Lounge segment peeking into the KBS World Radio's mailroom coming right up. Here's Inside the Mailbox with Yoonha Lee. Hello and welcome to Inside the Mailbox. I'm Yoonha Lee. In this weekly corner, I'll share updated information from our Facebook page and answer listeners' inquiries. Also, I'll tell you how to navigate our KBS World Radio English Service website. First up, let's go over to our Facebook page. This week on Facebook, we announced winners for two different events. The first one was our usual Y2C for the October 7th K-Pop Connection. And the winner was Christy Gatsby. The second competition was the Tales of Korea's World Heritage Facebook event, and the winner was Yulia Panchina. Congratulations to both of our winners. If our two winners have not yet got in touch, please send us your names and mailing addresses to our email, which is english at kbs.co.kr. And for anyone interested, you can visit our KBS World Radio Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash EnglishKBS to take a closer look at these postings. Now let's move on to website directions. Some of our website users told us that they've been having some systematic issues on the K-pop connection message board. We've taken note of this problem, and the K-pop connection message board has been updated and improved to avoid any more glitches or errors. 
The message board banner on the main website has also been resized and relocated. Just scroll down our English service main page, and the banner with DJ Young and Angie's picture on it will appear on the right side of the screen. If you missed the Friday edition of K pop Connection or aren't on Facebook, you can always check out our message board to see our Your Two Cents question and winner. Also, if you leave your song requests on the message board, it might be featured in the program. To take a closer look at the page, head on over to our KBS World Radio English Service website, world.kbs.co.kr slash English. As we mentioned last week, tomorrow, October 16th, is the public studio recording of K-Pop Connection. If you're in the area, please come out and join DJ Young and Angie right in front of the Itaewon Fire Station at 1pm Korea time. And if you can't be there, meet us online through YouTube live streaming, which you can find at youtube.com slash kbsworld. And that's it for this week's Inside the Mailbox. Until next time, this is Yoon Holly. Have a nice weekend. That's all we have for you this week on KBS Listener's Lounge. We hope you enjoyed the show. This has been Emily Jennings. And I'm Kim Jin. Thank you all for joining us, and we hope you have a wonderful weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye.